and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, research published between the 30th of January and the 5th of February 2024. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. After the boom in research last week, it's been a quieter week with three new ME-CFS studies and 23 new long COVID studies. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail. Paper 1 is a preprint meaning the science has not been peer-reviewed and verified, which looks at unequal access to obtaining an ME-CFS diagnosis in England. This study reviewed data routinely recorded by NHS England, where the code ICD-10, which is the International Classification of Diseases, is recorded, which best reflects the symptoms. This was also linked to age, gender and ethnicity. The study found Between April 1989 and October 2023, 100,055 people in England had been diagnosed with ME-CFS. Of these, 79,445 were female and 20,590 were males, with a female-to-male ratio of 3.88 to 1. Prevalence varied across the 42 NHS care boards. For females, this varies between 0.086% to 0.82%, and for males, this was between 0.024% to 0.21%. Cornwall and the Arthur had the highest prevalence for each gender, and the northwest and northeast of England had the lowest for females or males, respectively. MECFS prevalence varied by 1.5-fold by deprivation assessed by the Index of Multiple Deprivation, IMD, with MECFS prevalence being the lowest in the three most deprived areas. Point prevalence of MECFS varied greatly across lifespan, peaking about 50 years of age for females and over a decade later for males. In an individual's fourth and fifth decades, female-to-male ratio peaked at an especially large range of approximately 6 to 1. Age at diagnosis was seen to be highly variable, especially in paediatric cases, with much higher prevalence seen in other countries, which highlights the limited services available. White individuals were approximately five-fold more likely to be diagnosed with ME-CFS than others. Black, Asian or Chinese ethnicities are associated with particularly low rates of ME-CFS diagnosis. ME-CFS prevalence of other than white British individuals was between one-tenth to one-third that of white British. Those with Chinese, Asian, Asian British or black, black British ethnicities were 11, 11 to 19 or 10 to 35% respectively less likely to be diagnosed with ME-CFS. The ethnicity bias is stronger than other common diseases, such as fibromyalgia and clinical depression. Among active GP practices, 176.3% had no registered ME-CFS patients. Eight NHS care boards, 19%, each contained fewer than eight other-than-white individuals, despite registers containing a total of nearly 300,000 other-than-white patients. Those who are disproportionately undiagnosed with ME-CFS other than white ethnic groups are older females over the age of 60, older males over the age of 80, and people living in areas of multiple deprivation. The lifetime prevalence of ME-CFS for English females and males may be as high as 0.92% 
and 0.25% respectively, or approximately 390,000 UK individuals. The takeaway message from this is, ME-CFS diagnosis in England is highest among older white females and lowest among younger other than white males. The variation is 50-fold between these three categories. Study gives an improved estimate for the prevalence of ME-CFS with the standard value usually stating over 250,000, which is a 57% increase. The study also gives an accurate assessment of the social, economic and disease burden of ME-CFS. This is definitely a much needed study with very few previous studies conducted that look at ethnicity. Results also highlight the huge range in surface positions over England, as the range in diagnosis rates cannot be explained by ethnicity alone and hopefully this information will help to direct much-needed funding into these areas. Furthermore, this is the largest study to date in the UK looking at prevalence by over two orders of magnitude. However, it is restricted by the results being dependent on ME-CFS diagnosis being recorded under the correct code, and it only uses data from NHS England, therefore does not report on UK-wide prevalence. Thank you for listening to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.